This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello and welcome to Line Dance Podcast. What is your name? Arlene Winterman. How do you spell that? W-I-N-E-R-M-A-N, Winterman. And how do you spell your first name? A-R-L with an I-N-E. It's pronounced Arlene. All right. What would you say is your primary role in the line dance community? Um, I don't know. Keeping the interest going, uh, trying to get new dancers is my main objective for the moment because we have lots of people, elderly people, who've danced a long time, like like myself. But we need to get younger people interested in line dancing. And they don't know about it. They don't understand it. And they've some of them never even heard of it. So, um, new, new, and men trying to get the guys, uh, that's a tough uh, road. But um, we're, we're working on it and, uh, you know, trying to get new interest. Yeah. So would you say, I mean, of all the different, I guess, check boxes one that one could have in line dance, instructor, choreographer, DJ, event manager, social dancer, what would some of those check boxes be for you? For personally, mm-hmm. for, for myself, I never choreographed. I did one little, but that was not my my forte. My my forte was getting people interested, getting them to understand uh, a little more technically about the dance. Um, getting them to come on a regular basis because everybody's busy and that sort of thing. And I have uh, friends through the years that have stuck with it and come, you know, over and over and over again. Um, and I ran an event, uh, the one that we were at at the moment. I it was my event in Tampa for a while, so that was a big production, uh, and I enjoyed that very much. But now passing on to someone a little younger who has the physical strength to do that. So that part was fun and just new th- new things and trying to keep up with uh, it's it's amazing. Years have changed and dances have changed and music has changed and when we started in the early 90s it was mostly country western songs. People choreograph a lot of it's coming from Europe and around the world and Country music is uh, fading out a little bit. We're getting more into disco or hip hop or you know new newer music, and that's good. And they need to try. Us older folks need to understand and try the new the new things. But uh, primarily, it's just uh, having fun, getting people to come and and enjoy, and it, good exercise, of course, for us. Yeah. What would you say is uh, successful in getting people into a class? Like, a lot of people, as you say, don't even know line dance exists. So how do you convince them that they should take that first step through the door? Uh, that's tough. If you can go to an organization and present yourself or maybe do a little demonstration, get out and about, of course, word of mouth. Uh, to get your friends to get their friends and uh, other folks interested uh, that's a good way but uh, yeah if you can connect with uh, different organizations and different places and go and show people have never some of them never heard about it I I've met people and they go what is line dancing I didn't know either back in the early 90s when I started somebody said you got to go do line dancing what is that I don't know (laughs) you know so we have to just promote 
find ways to promote uh, promote it and and get everybody older younger guys gals uh, keep it going now for the guys who've stuck with it which can be rarer what is it about it that uh, that the guys tend to like i know that the women really like not needing a partner in case their exactly. husbands don't don't dance but for the guys how, how does that work for them um it's it's tough i i, I don't know i'm not not talking to too many of the of the of the of the young or any age guy they just i think they just see it and they like the music they like uh they like the idea to dance uh, to express themselves um it's tough i think they just see it and they really feel a um, rapport with with the whole idea, the whole concept, they'll they'll stay with it. And younger, the better, because I think, you know, now we have some younger people, even at this event. I mean, they're awesome. They're awesome. And they're going to, if they stay with it, they're going to be, oh, my gosh, you know, uh, in a couple of years, they're going to be famous <laughs> or something. I don't know what they're going to do with their career as a, you know, as a dancer. But uh, just to make them aware, the guys, the guys are tough. Guys, you know, they come in if they don't get it right. You know, I've had men in my class, and they don't get it right away. You know, guys, are, I'm sorry, guys, <laughs> but, you know, they're not, like, perfect the first go-round. They go, okay, I had enough of this. <laughs> no, no, but uh, keeping them uh, coming and, and, and going. A lot of times it's it's a guy who's married to, a you know, a gal who dances, and they'll try. But uh, we we gotta we got to get... And talent, it's amazing. Uh, Some of the guys, I see them dance. It's it's just phenomenal. So good. (laughs) Never realized. And they probably never realized that they could uh, dance. Uh, So, yeah, it's it's a good thing. I think, you know, when I first started... I I was super awkward. Uh, I'm sure you know people who've listened to the podcast know that I, I went to my first couple line dance nights in a sweater vest and slacks and dress shoes because I didn't know what I was supposed to wear. I, yeah, I'd never been to a country bar before, and and then you know to kind of blend in, I decided I would buy the jeans, buy the hat, buy the plaid. And people have uh, have, have expressed to me before that what gets people who who aren't who don't consider themselves dancers into dancing is that sense of a new identity like the guys especially they don't they don't all they don't feel like they're naturally macho but you know you put on the hat and the plaid and the the belt buckle and boots and as far as anyone knows you know you're you're a cowboy you're a real cowboy you you rope steers and everything and i think uh that as you were mentioning uh you know it seems like it's moved away from country but country in its own way has its own has, has a way of selling line dance to people who want to put on that cowboy hat I definitely agree. Of course, in the early days, we all, you know, we danced with everybody, the guys, the gals, boots, hat, and of course, we danced with the thumbs in the belt and the thumbs in the pockets or something. Now you walk around, if you see anybody doing that, you're going, whoa, he's from from way back when. But but uh, yeah, I, I think the attitudes changed a little bit from when I first started in the early 90s. But um, now it's... Um, I don't know. I think the the guys, especially, they they have more free, free. Uh, they can express themselves more, and it's not just country music anymore. It's all kinds of music, and uh, that's a good thing. We have to progress. We have to make progress and go on, go forward. <laughs> 
You know, one thing that you've got going on today that I love is is the rhinestones. Cause I, I interviewed my grandma a while back. She said back in the day, everyone dressed up. They had their fringe and turquoise and big crystals, all kinds of good stuff. Whole day. Oh, gosh, that's me, but I love it. I saw a lady here at the event with rhinestones on her boots, and I said, i got to have that. <laughs> you know, but I, I used to dress when I t- taught at Joyland and down in Clearwater at the, at the club. Every Saturday night I had the rhinestones, the bling, the hat, the boots, the whole, you know. But those were the days. You know, that was 1997, 2000, and, the, and those. We, we, we got real, real glitzy. That was part of the the fun of dancing you know but uh and i still you know i i, I like my i like my glitz mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i think it helps really create an atmosphere yeah, you know if everyone's got that kind of thing on yeah yeah it's like well some of us you know i just love to dress so i, I mean i i have clothes and i love clothes and you know i don't know i've got to stop buying <laughs> you know no more rhinestones and you know but uh yeah, so I never bought the boots with the rhinestones on them. <laughs> well, there's time yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The lady was from Australia, so it was like a big, you know, was a big uh, challenge to try to get her to do it. So we'll do that another time. You're right. You know, there was a there was a dance that you taught this weekend, Tailgate by Dan yes, Albro, yes. great country line dance. I'm yes. curious, um, are are there others that uh, that you would like to see brought back like Tailgate? Yes, and you danced it with me. Thank you so much. Oh, I appreciate welcome. that you came on the floor when I had to demo. My girlfriend who was going to dam- demo with me was delayed and late, so I was glad you, you were there with me. Well, you know, I try to get my dancers, even though most of them are o- older folks, to know the classics. When I first started, we were told to do Achy Breaky Heart, which I think happens to be a harder dance for new dancers. For some reason, that was not an easy one to grasp. Tush Push, absolutely watermelon crawl, and that's the worst phrased dance in the whole world. If you have any musical inclination, you would go crazy with watermelon crawl because you're off the beat half the time. You're on a five and a four and a six and everybody's doing nine. But anyway, watermelon crawl is tough. But we never cared. We didn't phrase in those days. We didn't restart. No tags. All that. We just danced the dance straight through. Neon Moon. I mean, that's still a classic. We still do Neon Moon in my classes. Watermelon crawl. I taught them Cotton Eye Joe the other night. I mean, and they they never heard, the new dancers never heard of it and we did a little circular you know thing it was a little different um so th- those those dances uh, in the early 90s uh, we still cruising still want to do that but the uh, the other dances like tailgate a little bit later but still the, the you have to say that's almost a classic come dance with me joe thompson some of her dances i mean th- those we don't want to lose those and of course to me those dances stay we always can do them today you learn a dance three months from now half the people have forgotten them because they got 10 more new ones and you know but that's my older <laughs> attitude (laughs) you know I think you gotta have a mix yeah keep those classics going I do for my group yeah earlier today we had uh, islands in the stream during open day yes oh my gosh Dolly Parton singing (laughs) yeah oh yeah now that's a little more difficult for my level of class so that would be harder for me to to show them that uh but those are those are wonderful dances and uh uh, I love them and love the music and 
you know, that sort of thing. So mix it up a little. And what are some popular modifications for folks who want to keep doing these dances, but maybe need to take out a couple turns or, um, you know, whose shoes are starting to stick and they're afraid they're going to uh, you know, hurt themselves. What are some things that, uh, that people can do when they want to dance a dance, but they just need to change this or that? What, what are some popular uh, substitutions? Well, I always tell folks do more if you like. In other words, if we teach an easy dance and it has a vine, but you feel like doing a rolling vine, do that and vice versa if the dance choreographed is called for a rolling vine and you don't want to do or can't do do a regular vine and so we work that out with the vines we do that a lot with with turns as well uh, full turns and that sort of thing because a lot of people get dizzy or they you know they don't have good balance anymore but <laughs> but um yeah i try to modify uh dances that I do towards my class because I know them well enough to know what they can do or can't plus not only taking out but adding in your own and I try all the time to get them to to do some style they're a little shy to do arms or you know boogie stuff and you know use, use your arms especially in a waltz it's very pretty to to use your arms and they're, they're getting so okay they'll they'll try a little bit uh, it just makes it pretty, and they look so nice. You know, so, yeah, you gotta gotta look at your folks and see what what you uh, can suggest that is possible for them to to do. You don't want to discourage anyone. You want to encourage and have them uh, feel more comfortable doing, and not feel strange if they do something different than somebody else. If you know they don't do a vine or a rolling vine, or they do do it, you know doesn't matter if my partner next to me is not but you know so we we modify a little bit even with us older folks <laughs> us older <laughs> dancers my uh, my grandma i believe turned 85 this year and she's still in a line dance class she does where does she go sun city lincoln hills where is that it's a, it's a del webb community in northern california oh beautiful she still dances she yes still does it. Yes, well, I'm 83, so yeah, I'm looking for 90. I told uh, the the folks the, the other day. I said uh, 90 is my goal. Uh, I, I want to be still on the floor no matter what. <laughs> and then when I get 90, we'll go we'll go from there. You know, yeah, you can't you can't stop. It's it's for it's fun and part of your life. I mean, for me, it's I've danced all my life. Something I did ballroom before I did country. Never heard of line dancing like you say i mean you know i i worked at arthur murray's helped out and did some competition and love ballroom and all of a sudden one day arthur murray uh, mandated came in from headquarters you've got to start doing line dancing and everybody went what <laughs> you know and that was the tush push achy breaky heart time and uh we had no idea what we were doing but we p- picked up a few dances here or there and from there, I switched over to it was, and again, you're talking earlier about partners. Uh, for a lot of the ladies who don't have, they might be married, but they husbands don't dance or don't want to or whatever. Uh, they like to dance, so good. You know, we can come and we can dance and have fun. Mm-hmm. So that that was how it all started for me back uh, early '90s. I'm curious, how did that lead to the creation of a new event that, that you administered? And what were the responsibilities involved in that? 
the event, the Tampa event before this. Well, I was dancing uh, up in North Carolina, or I was teaching with a gentleman up in uh, North Carolina. He had a um, an event called the Tar Heel up in Raleigh, and he hired me to come be an instructor. And um, we taught. I went a few years, and and I was teaching around different places. And he said, "Let's." I don't know. He says, I'm interested in opening something in Tampa, and you live in St. Pete and Florida, and how about going in with me, and, you know, you're local, and you know the area and stuff. Come, come on. I said, oh, oh, great, you know, because we didn't have anything at the time around the, where I live in Tampa and St. Pete. And so we did. We started at a little hotel, and I think we had 300 people, uh, and then we grew, and we had to move uh, in the same location, same area to the Doubletree, because we grew up to five, 600 people for the Tampa Bay Classic. And then um, he got, um, I think he got disinterested a little bit, you know, and I bought him out, so it was my event then. And then as the years passed, uh, we were we were doing really well, and um, uh, I was most pleased, but I, I had some physical issues. It was getting more difficult by myself to do to do everything, and so <clears throat> at that point, I sold it to Jennifer Cameron, and she now has four events, so she's all over. <laughs> she's everywhere now, and she, and 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 it was logical because she wasn't doing my registration anyway. She knew the business and she knew my event, and uh, so now it is hers, and it's in Orlando now, of course, and. Uh, the Florida Line Dance Classic, no longer Tampa Bay. <laughs> and so here we are a couple years now in the new location. And uh, everything's working good. Everybody's happy, I think. And, yeah, Orlando. Orlando's a good spot because uh, people who come in, they can fly into Orlando. Of course, they could to Tampa as well, but Orlando's a big hub. People can get to uh, relatively easily. So... We're, everybody's happy. <laughs> it's okay. And yet at this event, we've seen lots of um, lots of young blood. As far as choreographers and instructors, yes. is there anything as a um, as an experienced member of the line dance community that you would like to put out there as a message to the the new folks in the scene? Uh, as well as the the dancers on the floor, is there anything that you would almost like a, as a virtual billboard that people could drive by and see? Like, oh, I should think about that. Any message that you'd like to put out there for the line dance community, instructors, choreographers, DJs, dancers, all of them, just something for them to to consider. Um, that's hard being my age, but <clears throat> I think the younger folks have different ideas, different creativity different thoughts, different music. Of course, you see, the music has changed dramatically. So some of it is a little too difficult for my age group classes. They don't do the boogie and the, the shakes and the, the arms and things like that, but we, we could still modify uh, whatever. So in order to get new people coming in, because <laughs> that's important, it's critical that we we keep it going because we want it to be forever line dance forever it's changing of course and that's good uh, you know uh, the future generation i mean that's that's what it's all about we have to understand 
And uh, if we have tags and restarts, so be it. <laughs> That's, they pick music, and it has, you know, so it's harder for like my group uh, to, when you hear, they hear tags, restarts, they go, oh, uh, uh, you know, oh, please. You know, they're, they're just not tuned into tune. But they try, and, you know, sometimes they get it. Sometimes we, we try. If not, we pass and try something else. Mm-hmm. But the younger, you know, we have to, we have to cater to the, of the new generation and just like the technical issues in our world i mean half of us older folks have no idea how you do all that crazy stuff <laughs> but actually you know that that leads me to the question of uh how people can contact you is there an email address or anything like that yes uh, i'm in the saint pete tampa area uh been there since 97 um my uh, email is of course L-U-V-T-O-D-A-N-C, love to dance, no E, and my name, A-R-L-I-N-E, at webtv.net. I would love to hear from, I've been all over the world. I've taught in Asia, all over Hong Kong and Singapore people are, and the people in the line dance community, I have to tell you, they're, they're so wonderful and they make you so welcome. You, they don't even know you and they invite you to their home, treat you, give you dinner by you, take you around, you know. So I've taught all over England and all over Asia and lots and lots of places around the country. Um, so I love meeting or just corresponding with people uh, there. You get wonderful ideas, and, you know, it's, it's, it's just exciting to, to have new friends, <laughs> good friends. <laughs> we still stay in touch. Good. All right, one final question before we send you back out to this, uh, this very exciting weekend event that we are attending. If there's a dance that you'd recommend that everybody learn, something that we'd all get a kick out of, something maybe that'll that'll last forever, or you know might just last for 20 minutes, and uh, you know at least people had a good time, what would be a dance that you think we would all enjoy? If you could recommend one for everyone to learn. Oh, that's tough to pick one, but you're. Oh, you give a top 16. Well, <laughs> yeah, how about a top 100? No. Um, I always go to the classics. I mean, like, come dance with me. That's like, okay, everybody should know. If they don't, they, they need to know. That, that's, that'll never pass. That is, and I always I always had a favorite dance, <clears throat> and uh, it's by Kate Sala called Excuse Me. That's an X dash with a excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. I love that dance, and I always, always kept that as my favorite. But that's too difficult for my current class, so we would never do it. But everybody has their, you know, their dances. Um, I, I still think the classics. I mean, um, I'm, try, I'm trying to think real quick. I love a waltz. Uh, you know, uh, we have uh, some some beautiful waltzes. Uh, of course, waltz across Texas. That's, that's go-to. that. That's a must. You know, those are the ones, and so those are the things. And uh, we, we, my group likes waltz. Uh, we do one. You know, we don't do a lot of waltzes. We mix it up. But back to which one I would, I would, I would stick, I guess, with Joe Thompson. She's amazing, and I've worked with her and met her, and she's she's fabulous. Um, so I, I'm I'm gonna stick with come dance with me. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for you are so welcome. 
for sitting down and chatting with Line Dance Podcast. Oh, it's been wonderful, and thank you. It's been a pleasure to meet you, and thank you again for demoing with me. It was the nicest thing, and it's been nice to, to get to know you, too. So good luck in the future. Hope to see you at another time. Yeah, I'll see you on the dance floor. Bravo. Thank you.